Welcome to Rapture, a Bioshock lorecast, where people of the Bioshock fandom can come together to experience life beyond the sea. So buckle into your bathosphere, ready your plasmids, and let's dive in as we explore the history and lore of the Bioshock series. Welcome, Rapture citizens. I'm your host, Valkyrie Kitten, with my co-host, Twist of Eyes. Oh, no, fine. I didn't want to say my name <laughs> anyways. Nope, it's okay. That's Continue the way, on. The way you made it sound. <laughs> anyways, guys, uh, this week's episode is going to be about the lighthouse and the plane that you're on when you very first start the Bioshock game. But first, I just want to give you guys an update. I apologize for this late episode. Um, as I had tweeted out I believe this past week or the week before, I the day or two before we were sat down to sit down to make this po uh, this <laughs> crap I cannot speak to uh, record this I had gotten a phone call from one of my doctors that ended up being not so good of news that we were hoping for. So I've been dealing with more health issues. That's kind of just taken a downfall on my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Emotional state or mental health, mental health. Yeah. Um, and I, I haven't been able to really figure out how to work it out. I mean, I have twisted vice here who as much as he can is helping me through everything um in between also working you know it's not getting warmer out his job's going to be picking up more um that's i'm guessing a lot of you know how that is but uh again i apologize um we're going to try to keep, uh, get back on a decently set schedule um i do know i will be having a surgery here soon the next month or so um i will keep you guys posted um, probably during that time we will be not really MIA on a hiatus, but yeah, on a hiatus why I'm, we're going to try to finish the season up before surgery and that way we can have the hiatus for recovery time and to try to build up some more episodes. Yeah. So, uh, I apologize guys and thank you so much for sticking with us. I know I've gotten some mess messages from a few of you, um, you know, asking if we've been okay and all that. And yeah, it's just, again, uh, this news that just didn't go as well as we wanted. But we're here, so uh, let's get started on this. Um, first up is the lighthouse. 
The lighthouse is the introduction level of to Bioshock and the world of Rapture. The site reappears in several other entries of the Bioshock series and is one of the most iconic visuals of the fan franchise. Oh, great. <laughs> the building, building itself is a navigational tower standing on a small rocky island located approximately... Oh, crap. 63 degrees north, 32 degrees west, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. You're going to have to go with the next one, because I cannot say oh, that anymore. Oh, goodness, the big words, huh? The yes. monolithic structure stretches more than five stories tall and is designed with a series of setbacks decorated in a geometric reliefs, effectively recreating an Art Deco-style skyscraper. <laughs> At the apex of the lighthouse stands an imposing Art Deco winged statue supporting the tower's light emitter. The, feature, the figure is also commonly used as a symbol of the City of Rapture and is represented on its various arts and decorations. I remember seeing that the statue for the first time and it was just like, what the crap? I mean, a naked man. <laughs> um, despite its appearance, the lighthouse has a purpose far... Removed from navigational aid, the edifice. edifice actually conceals the only access to the underwater city of Rapture without a submarine. Harboring a single bathysphere linked to the Welcome Center metro station and so represent, wait, yeah, represents the only landmark to the city's position. It seems to employ some sort of defensive measure to prevent the advancement, good gracious, of unwanted boats and planes found within close proximity, and thus may be the cause of many disappearances occurring, occurring in the nearby waters. This phenomenon resulted in the stretch of the ocean surrounding the lighthouse to gain the ill-fated name the Frozen Triangle. So, do you think that that's the game's universe of the Bermuda Triangle? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, it would make complete sense. I mean, I mean boats... We could and planes completely disappearing off the map. We could always look it up and reference where. I mean, I think when I did the the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wow, it's it's bad tonight. Um, the history and all this. I think I read where it's it was like their own little Bermuda. Bermuda yeah, yeah, that one. Bermuda Triangle. Yes, Atlantic Bermuda. Ocean. <laughs> But this goes down in the Pacific Ocean, right? Yes. So, no. No, Wait, Atlantic. No, this is Pacific. This is right there. Oh, I the guess middle of Atlantic the, Ocean. The, so maybe it is. Maybe the lighthouse is the cause of the Bermuda Triangle. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they told me, son, you're special. You were born to do great things. You know what? They were right. In Bioshock, on the clear evening of 1960, high above the Atlantic Ocean, Jack partakes in a cigarette while on board Apollo Air Flight DF-0301. Moments later, cries ring out through the cabin as the plane falls from the sky. 
Sometime after, Jack comes to under comes to underwater. Disoriented and nearly drowning, he kicks through the churning sea, passing personal effects and narrowly avoiding being struck by wreckage falling from the downed airliner, until he finally breaches the surface and finds himself alone and surrounded by burning jet fuel and choking smoke. Spying a break in the flames that surround him, he swims through debris and makes his way towards one of the plane engines until it ignites besides the rapidly sinking tail section of the Apollo Airways aircraft. He then spots the lighthouse on the horizon and illuminated against the moonlit sky. Jack swims to the refuge of the towering beacon and reaches a water level set to stairs leading to the entrance. As he looks out from the staircase, distant cries from the crash fade away until there's nothing left but the sound of the wind, the waves, and the crackling fire. Reaching the top of the landing, Jack finds himself before a pair of colossal brass doors leading into the lighthouse. They are ornately embellished with the winged figurine seen on the top of the tower, and above the threshold is a large geometric medallion with the letter R, set over an inlaid golden cityscape. Seeking shelter from the elements, he ventures through the open doorway and proceeds into the strange building. I got a question real quick, and I I know that's probably something I probably should have looked up when I did this. Does this brass not uh, rust? No, it oxidizes though. So how come, I mean, the the air, the lighthouse has to have been there for quite some time. How come it hasn't oxidized? Paranormalness to it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he was able to, I if mean. It's, it's given, it's been given the, you know, ill-fated name of the area, the Frozen Triangle. If there's something spooky going on with it, obviously, you know, something's keeping it from changing. I mean, because I, I found it, well, the very first time playing it, I found it you know, kind of, huh? Why you're able to quickly open the door. I mean, you're near, you know, in the middle of the ocean, that's salt water. Salt water is known to degrade yeah. and deteriorate. But the lighthouse itself looks like it was like just built that day. Nothing's wrong with it. Again, like I said, it's been the area surrounding the lighthouse has been given the name of the frozen triangle. Obviously something spooky is going on with it. Yeah. Spooky. <laughs> okay. Stepping into the darkness, the door closes, motion trigger, activate lights, and illuminate an impressive octagonal room as instrumental music plays over the speakers. A large suspended bust of an opposing man and a banner displaying the phrase, no, ge- no gods or kings, only man, loom over the rotunda? Ah, rotunda. A split staircase leads down to the doomed room decorated is that not doomed? Domed. Oh. <laughs> leads down to a domed room decorated with medallions em- em- emblazoned. emblazoned Yes. with visual represent- re- representations of art, industry and industry wait, what is that? Industry? Mm-hmm. Yep. And science. In the center of the chamber is Dr. Bathyspear at the top of the deep water well. With no other options, Jack sets on board the submissible and pulls... Submersible. Submersible. Sorry. Submersible. Shut up. Submersible and pulls the telemeter lever, lever activating telemotor. the... What the crap is wrong with me today? Pulls the telemotor <laughs> lever activating the craft. 
Uh, the pressurized doors of the bathosphere uh, still shut, and the vehicle begins to descend, quickly dropping several fathoms. As it travels downward, a canvas panel rises up. A pre-recorded speech from Andrew Ryan, the man seen in the lighthouse, is played accompli- accompanied. Good lord, accompanied by a slide projected uh, onto the scene. Slides projected onto the screen. He speaks to anyone entering for the first time of his dissatisfaction with the restrictions of modern society and preaches his philosophy of a free will and independence. I am Andrew Ryan. (laughs) As the speech continues, the screen drops away just as the bathysphere crests a rock formation and the glistening city of rapture finally comes into view. The underwater metropolis is an awe-inspiring sight with skyscrapers rising from the sea floor connected by large glass tunnels and adorned with neon-lit signs advertising various businesses. While the bathosphere shuttles past various buildings and sea creatures, Ryan's recording concludes by welcoming the passenger to make a place for themselves in rapture and continue to its greatness. As the submersible continues along, it passes many eye-catching sights such as a giant squid, a large figure in a diving suit with a welding torch doing work on a tunnel, and a whale swimming between buildings. Upon approaching the bathosphere's destination, the service radio inside begins to transmit a strange conversation between a man with an Irish accent and another individual. The bathosphere maneuvers towards its destination as it enters a series of docking rings adorned with the phrase, All good things of this earth flow into the city. The vessel slows to a halt as it arrives at Welcome Center's bathosphere station. I remember sitting, like, the first time, you know, playing the game and seeing, you know, that, the opening, you know, as you going down. I remember seeing how and like thinking how beautiful it was, and then it made me wonder how many fish ran into the damn buildings. How many, fi- how many uh, sea creatures off themselves by running into buildings? Well, I don't think it's necessarily like birds. I think it's just more like a vagental thunk, have not like n- a splop. Have you not seen my fish in there? Yeah, but but I don't see them. You know, offing themselves every time they bump into the glass. If they do it hard enough, they might, wouldn't they? Oh, I'm no fish just, scientist. Just like I, I wonder if the giant squid or the well has destroyed any of the buildings. You know that might be more of a possibility. Could be why the big daddy's out working on tunnels and whatnot. Yeah, it could be repairing also other structural damage, various maintenance and whatnot. Yeah. The lighthouse was mentioned three times during. There's something in the sea. In the Frozen Triangle by Carlton Reed. Rede. Uh, for those who are wondering how why we're having issues, it's spelled R-E-D-E. I am not good with names. <laughs> in the Spectral Sea by Jeremiah Lynch. And in the back of the Frozen Triangle by Carlton... Again, cannot do his last name. Carlton Rade. Rade? That's one more guess. <laughs> All three books state that the sailors had given it the name, the Phantom Lighthouse, and this myth origin is expounded Ex- upon the back of the frozen triangle. The only known vessel that manages to reach the Phantom Lighthouse and return, sparking the creation of this myth, 
was the Hackness, an English fishing vessel that became lost in the North Atlantic during the Ice, Icelandic slash English Cod Wars. Icelandic English Cod Wars. Is that bunch a fish wars? Yeah, like pretty much a bunch of fishermen fish? fighting over territory for fish, codfish specifically. Huh. Uh, it's also back to the Frozen Triangle. Uh, did I not say that? Uh, back of the Frozen Triangle is what oh, you said. Of course I did. On the terms of his journey, Mark Meltzer set sail aboard SS Nellie Bly to follow the clues left by Oren Oscar Lutwidge and, and find the entrance to Rapture. Using a compass unlocked from puzzle box left by Lutwig, he approached the lighthouse near enough to take a photo, but not enough to access it due to the impenetrable mist surrounding it and the boat's instruments going wild. Meltzer finally decided to use a dinghy, found adrift the day before to look for the lighthouse by himself. This decision saved his life as he avoided the slaughter which occurred when Splicers boarded the boat and attacked the crew. He managed to steal the bathysphere either from the lighthouse or from the attackers and reached the station, the Adonis Luxury Resort, in Rapture. Flight DF-0301 was an Apollo Airways transatlantic flight which crashed into the Mid-Atlantic in 1960. The plane was en route to London from San Francisco carrying 89 passengers and 6 crew members including the protagonist, Jack. It crashed into the North Atlantic Ocean, leaving Jack as the only survivor and beginning the events of the game. As we all know, the fellow passengers didn't make it. See, I, di I knew there was other passengers on there, but I didn't know there were so many. I mean, because you can't really look around. Yeah, it's, it's a cutscene. You don't really get to look much around. You just get to watch what's happening, so Which, you don't get to see... Is it bad? I wish you would have been able to look around like you did in... The forest, stranded when, deep, and the forest. But uh, I was gonna say deep the forest well. when you're able to actually fully look around. I mean, you can't get up or anything, but you were able to turn your head and see other passengers. Yeah, stranded deep. You're on a private jet, but you can still kind of look around before the plane crashes. Something else I wish you, they could have done. I would have liked to have seen like floating bodies or bodies drowning. I mean, I I know that's probably like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not really, I mean, bad, but, you know, grotesque. That's the word I'm looking for. Probably yeah. grotesque, but I feel like it would have made that scene a lot more, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but also, at the same time, graphical yeah. limitations of the service probably couldn't handle it all. I mean, because, you know, they sit there, other than hearing... You know, and then you hear the screams and everything of after the plane goes down, you're swimming to the lighthouse. You, if one wasn't paying attention to that, you wouldn't have known there was other people on that plane. No. No, you wouldn't have. Okay. The wreckage of the plane is briefly explorable. Uh -huh. On the first level of Bioshock, as Jack swims to the lighthouse, a large piece of fuelage... Fuselage. What? Fuselage the hell is fuselage fuselage, fuselage. Yeah. whatever sinks almost immediately near nearly crushing jack but a but many small pieces remain on the surface along with a raging fire that spills fuel and many personal effects from other passengers over the sound of the ocean faint cries of dying passengers can briefly be heard in the distance at least three burned bodies can be found floating in the water oh, wait a second see, wait there are wait where 
You haven't paid enough Where? attention. I have played this game so many times. Obviously Where? not enough. Where? Okay, now I'm going to have to redo it yet again just for that opening scene just so I can find out if I'm just that blind slash crazy and have not noticed that. Yep. The two largest recognizable pieces of debris on the surface are a wing section engulfed in flames and a slowly sinking section of the plane's tail, with the logo and running lights still clearly visible along with the flight's registration number. It is this tail section that crashes into Rapture minutes later, as Jack explores the city for the first time. The tail damages a glass tunnel, blocking it and causing flooding, but Jack is able to climb through the section and make it to the other side using an exit door at the back of the plane. There is a flashback to Jack opening his gift containing a gun. Later during the segment of the game, when Jack finally meets Andrew Ryan face-to-face, Jack sees the flashback to the time of the crash. It is revealed that Jack, who had been under control of Frank Fontaine using the phrase, would you kindly, actually hijacked the plane after reading the phrase on a note attached to the gift he was carrying. The gift turned out to be a pistol, along with instructions to crash a plane in the specific location. 63 degrees by 2 north, north, 29 degrees by 55 west. Thereby thereby fulfilling Fontaine's plan for the investigation. The reason the plane was never determined by international investigators causing many speculations to be put forward by conspiracy theorists in relation to the effects of the frozen triangle. Wait, hold on. Did I read that entire sentence just wrong? Yep. The reason for the crash <laughs> was never determined by international investigators, causing many speculations to be forward by conspiracy theorists in relation to the effects of the frozen triangle. This theory is actually close to the truth as it attempts to explain the disappearance of planes and ships in a wide stretch of ocean around Rapture's location. (sighs) A newspaper clipping from sometime immediately following crash mentions an international search and rescue effort in the area approximately 300 miles southwest of... Holy, what the heck? Reykjavik? Iceland. Yeah, I was going to say, I listened to Google Translate repeat that word multiple times. I still cannot pronounce it. This was my best guess attempt out of it, that it's Reykjavik, Iceland. We apologize for anybody who's from there or from Iceland in general. If it's an actual place, but... Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, that's a good question. Anyways, this area is a significant distance from the site where Jack initially hijacked the plane. Which may, uh, may explain why the search efforts were unsuccessful. The Icelandic Coast Guard launched a search effort by air while American naval and NATO 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 NATO, NATO vessels combed the sea for any sign of missing of the missing jetliner. One of the one of these vessels was an American nuclear submarine which eventually arrives at the real scene of the crash to find debris still floating on the surface of the ocean. This submarine is attacked by several dozen rapture bathospheres carrying splicers, who slaughter the crew and apparently capture the submarine and its missiles, although this only happens in the bad ending of the first game, something I would never know because I never go for the bad ending. I didn't even know that was a thing. Neither did I. Um... 
the submarine's involvement and subsequent subsequent loss is apparently a close guarded secret mentioned only as a rumor of the frozen triangle book from there's something in the sea so some behind the scenes information that we found during our research uh, removed audio from Bioshock reveals a number of cut characters and details about the flight. So, what kind of things do you think were cut? Well, what I thought was going to be dead bodies, but that just proved myself wrong. <laughs> Let's see. Um, they had removed audio from... I said that. Oh. What do you think were cut, is what I asked. <laughs> this has a number of cut characters and details about the flight. Oh, probably some of the... Oh, what about the captain? The captain of the flight. Well, it says the main pilot of the flight was Captain Cal Franklin. Oh. He has a <laughs> calm demeanor and alerts the passengers gently about a bit of a problem. The voice lines also suggest the airplane would have gone down due to mechanical failure instead of a hijacking. Additional lines from the captain mentioned a layover in Tampa and all planes call sick. Wait. And the planes call signs. And the, Yeah. A fem- female plane hostess with a southern accent talks to Jack about putting away his ta- uh, tray table. Doesn't that happen in yeah, the game? I was going to say, I think, yeah. Maybe. I don't remember. Jack's purpose on the plane was to ostensibly visit cousins in England. As discovered from the model files for the game... The reason the player's screen resets when the tail section enters the tunnel is because the tunnel and tail section are all one model, with the joints meant to give the appearance that the tail section has come from above and crashed into it. In reality, the tail section started about 7 to 10 feet from the tunnel and is animated into the tunnel. And that explains a lot, because honestly, I thought... uh, Okay, when I played the game, I honestly thought that shouldn't the plane have crashed into where it was supposed to crash, like, you know, into Rapture? Before you had gotten there, because well, you had to worry about the. Dis- I mean, how fast was the bathosphere going for Jack to reach Beat where he was the going? The tail there. Yeah. How deep is it down compared to from the surface? We could do math on this if you really want to. That's you, but I, mean. I don't really want to do all that because that's way too much for me. I'm not a. I'm not a mathy person mm-hmm. like that. If anybody happens to do the math for that, uh, please tweet it to us because I'm I'm curious, but not enough to do it myself. This is kind of one of those, if a train is leaving Chicago at 6 a.m. going 3,700 miles an hour heading towards Florida and another train is leaving New York at 3,600 miles heading towards Nevada, what time will they collide at each other? You know, this is kind of one of them kind of problems. Was it even collide? Yeah, no, I would. No, they wouldn't. Chicago to Florida is probably a shorter distance than New York to Nevada. And see, this is why I don't do math. I have been out of school. We have been, we have been out of school over close to a dozen years now. God, it has been. Yep. Ugh. I know. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. The, um. <laughs> also about that, I'm pretty sure that was mentioned. Maybe I'd have to go watch the episode again. But um. One of my favorite YouTube channels behind, uh, it's, uh, uh, oh, goodness, oh, I do this, and then I done blanked what it was. Pull up on your phone. Boundary Break. Oh, yeah. They go through different video games. He gets different, like, no-clipping software and goes outside level designs and stuff like that to learn secrets and whatnot. 
about how the game's been like animated behind the scenes and whatnot. And I'm pretty sure on the Bioshock one that was covered. I'd have to go back and watch the episode, but I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, so uh, fly uh, <laughs> DF zero three zero one is a Boeing seven zero seven zero seven. Or is it seven zero seven? Seven zero seven. Yeah, seven zero seven, as indicated by the following point antenna on top of his vertical stabilizer, the upper wing on his tail section. The seven zero seven model began service in nineteen fifty eight, two years before the events of Bioshock. The pistol that Jack receives in the box appears to be a Smith and Wesson model. 29 revolver, unlike the Webley, Webley. Yep. Webley revolver he uses in Rapture. Um, and then so, <laughs> something that we kind of found slightly funny uh, or entertaining, but Ken Levine put full blame for the crash of the airplane onto Fra- Frank Fontaine, which completely makes sense. I mean, I mean, with the whole, would you kindly, I mean, I mean it makes with the sense. brainwashing, technically he's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, it is Frank Fontaine's fault with the whole would you kindly brainwashing. So, I mean. I mean, I mean, uh, when I was going through all this and I kind of figured there was, a, you know, going to be a little background history with the lighthouse. I did not expect there to be a background history on the plane. I really didn't. Like what? Like the fact that the details of it being a a seven oh seven Boeing, just how how in depth the details are of the plane itself. Yes. Well, I mean, you did not expect it. You kind of gotta if you're gonna put stuff like that in your game, I guess. I mean, like I said, I I found it interesting. I um, I felt like we needed to go over it. It probably should have went over this part a little sooner. No, I feel like we did pretty good because we've covered the stuff that some of this stuff talks about in relation to, like the... uh, Bathospheres. Bathospheres, the brainwashing by Frank Fontaine. I mean, if we didn't talk about all that stuff already, it'd be a little confusing. Yeah, but I... kind of reveal-y, too. Probably could have done it before I did, like, the weapons or the... I feel like we picked a good time to talk about this. Well, I know we have maybe, uh, if I remember correctly, I have like anywhere between eight to ten more left for this uh, season, series one, however you want to call it, um, before the first game will be done with. Um, Like we said, in the time of our hiatus, we're going to try to batch record as much as we can and get get done as much for season two as we can because it's going to be such a short season. Yeah, especially since a lot of it is... I mean, you're returning back to Rapture. Yeah, it's so. same some some very similar information between the two games. So there's not going to be much more we can cover for the second game that we haven't covered already. But there are some a few things and some surprising things that we didn't know. But we'll cover that, and then we'll take another smaller hiatus to batch record and work on Season 3 covering Bioshock Infinite. And during that time, if, you know, even before we end, you know, the first game, or before we get into the second game, or even when we get on to the third, if any of you want to, you know, be a guest on here for a certain character, certain, um, I'm trying to think, area, plasmid, yada yada, 
shoot us either a tweet or an email. I mean, we're always up to meeting you guys. Um, we've had Hunter on here. We've had Medieval Zombies. We're more than happy. I mean, it, it makes us excited to know that there's people out there who are excited about this, who want to be in and join on this. Um, plus, with, like I said, with it being summertime, Twisted Vice's schedule is going to be really hectic. That's why we're going to try doing batch recording. Um, my schedule's a little bit more lenient um, until... Like I said, when it comes down to my surgery time, I'm not going to be able to really do much for a little bit. But, uh, other than that, I'm like I said, it, it'll, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. I really did. I, I got back into my mind about the surgery again. Huh. And other <laughs> things too if you guys ever want to interact with us please just shoot a message or a tweet on twitter we're always interacting with everybody that we can that talks to us on there so yeah we actually quite recently have been talking with a um a fellow <laughs> what what's the word i'm looking for enthusiast bioshock enthusiast yeah. yes uh air from the bioshock hub uh He's on YouTube and everything. Guys, give him a check out. What the crap, your cup? I was trying to silence it, but it's, <laughs> it was not it. So I think that's a pretty good end to this episode. All right, guys. Thanks. And again, we apologize for the late episode, but that is about the lighthouse and the airplane. Uh, we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye. This has been Rapture, a Bioshock Lorecast. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as we go along our journey into the history and the lore of the Bioshock series. Let us know who you would like us to go over. Also, would you kindly leave us a review and follow us on our new Twitter at A Lorecast. And also, join us for the next episode. <laughs>